Our sermon text for today comes from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. (coughs) Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Iliamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontius in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood for the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. I've often thought about this passage and wondered how in the world anybody could hear anything. All of these different languages, all of these different people speaking, how does it work? I think most of you know I'm pretty interested in science. Science is something that has an order to it. I like order in most things except my desk. My desk is a mess, but I understand that's a sign of great intelligence. That's what I've read. I don't know what to tell you. How did anybody get anything out of this? There were people speaking in all of these different languages. The only way that this can work is if God is involved. 
And why is God involved in this situation? What's the purpose of it? The purpose of this situation is that God speaks to each of us in a way that we're going to understand. Now, you may not be able to understand big theological words, but for me, I understand them, I like them, they help me out. But if I were to come to you and use some of these big words that I learned in seminary, it wouldn't make much sense to you. So the important thing is that when we're speaking the message, when we're hearing God's message, we hear it in a way that we understand. I really learned this when I started to work in drug and alcohol rehab. I had to learn a new language. The language of the streets, the language of hip-hop. Not a language I'm comfortable with because it, to me, Sounds kind of strange, but it's what they understand. It's how they speak. It's like talking to our kids today or maybe texting with our kids today. But God reaches us in a way that is personal to us, in a way that we hear it more clearly. And it's, I've lived all over the United States And I've come to learn that there are different ways of talking. The way we talk up in Minnesota is not like Ewan's talk here. (laughs) Or when I was stationed in the South in the military, it was completely different. They talk differently. They say things differently. So if you're going to speak to people the first thing you need to do is speak to them in a language that they understand. In a language that means something to them. And in this passage, every single person there that day heard God's message in their own language. That tells us something about God. It tells us that God is interested in every single one of us no matter where we're from, no matter what language we speak, no matter what education we have, no matter anything in our lives, God is interested in us. And he's going to reach out to us in a way that makes sense to us, in a way that works for us. Now, as I read through the Old Testament especially, and we talk about things like sheep and small animals, small grazing animals like calves and cows. And, and for you, that you know exactly what I'm talking about when we talk about an animal grazing. You understand what that means. There are people who have no clue about that kind of stuff. When I was in the military... I was stationed on a submarine, and one of the guys was from a place in New York called Farmington, New York, which was a city. They didn't even know what a farm looked like in Farmington. And he asked me one time, in all seriousness, he said, Larry, which have horns, a cow or a bull? And I said, both. 
You know, he wouldn't believe me. He wouldn't believe me that a cow could have horns. Okay. But it's true. Now, if I were to talk to him in an agricultural way about God, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. If I talk to him about grazing animals or how dumb sheep are, he's gonna know. he thinks sheep are cuddly little things. They're some of the dirtiest animals there are. But yet, if I'm going to speak to him, I need to speak in a way that he understands. So when we are spoken to by God through the Holy Spirit, it's an intimate discussion in our lives that we can understand. And that's the wonderful thing about God. Pentecost is the beginning of the church. We call it the birthday of the church. Because from these people who were there, about 5,000 of them who were saved that day, the message of God went out throughout the world. And when Paul started his missionary journeys a few years later, he was able to go throughout the Mediterranean world and find people who had already started churches and help them to grow. Or find groups that were coming together as believers and help them to start a church it's the beginning of God working in people. And if you want to grow a church, you have to grow a church so that the people who come feel like they're a part of it. Feel like that's where they belong because that's the most important thing about the church. That's what God is telling us in this passage. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I want you to understand the message of Jesus Christ. So he told them in their own language. And that's important. I remember that in my first church, which was all the way over in Flemington, there was a woman there who was Vietnamese. And she was a wonderful person. She had a great faith. But she came to me one day and she said, I wish I could read the Bible in my language. So I talked to our local Gideons, and they found me a New Testament in Vietnamese. And I gave it to her, and she burst into tears. She said, it makes so much more sense now, because it's in my language. See, God loves us so much that that's what he wants us to hear. He wants us to hear about his love in our language, in our way of understanding. And that's the purpose of Pentecost. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. People can understand through the working of the Holy Spirit how much God cares about them. Now, we may not understand how the Holy Spirit works, I certainly don't understand how all of those people speaking all of those languages could have possibly been understood. I've often thought about trying that, getting people to read different passages of this from a different language. And I thought, do you know how confusing that would be? But God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of order. God is a God 
who makes things make sense. So not only did God allow them to hear the message in their own language, he blocked out every other message so that they could hear. I don't know how it worked. I don't even really care how it worked. But I know it did because 5,000 people's lives were changed. 5,000 people gave their heart to Jesus Christ on that day. And the church began, and it started to spread. And it spread throughout the world, and it still continues to spread. If we will continue to listen to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, we will continue to touch people. We will continue to touch lives. We will continue to reach people where they are. When I talked in my blog yesterday, that's part of what I talked about. Share your story. Tell people who you understand God to be. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you to people who are like you, who you can minister to, whose story is like your story. It's amazing how many times in my ministry, I've been led to people who struggle with losing a loved one to cancer. I went through that at a very young age, losing my mom. And so I understand what that feels like. And I have an ability to minister and to just empathize with those people. God, through the Holy Spirit, leads us to where we need to be makes us to be the people who can touch other lives, not because we have great theological knowledge or can spout all kinds of Bible verses, but because we're God's people. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into us and guides us and directs us. Now, we do need to work on listening to the Holy Spirit those times when you feel prompted to do something, to talk to someone, to send a card, to make a phone call, that's the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to listen to that. When we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what it prompts us to do, then God is at work in us and in our community, and we can change lives. There's still a need to change lives. In fact, there's probably a greater need to change lives now in our country than there has been in a long, long time. We need an awakening. We need people to come to understand who Jesus is. There are people now who are adults that have never stepped foot into a church. They've never been to a Sunday school class. They've never heard anybody talk about Jesus Christ. They don't know the message, but they need to hear. And you just might be the person who can speak to them. Not because you understand everything. Not because you're a great biblical scholar. But because you're God's people. And God is at work in you through the Holy Spirit. We need to touch our community. 
We need to touch lives. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit. To help us to tell people about Jesus. That they may hear the message that their sins can be forgiven and that they can have the joy of salvation. All those years ago, the church began. May the church catch on fire again with the power of the Holy Spirit. And may we touch lives. Amen.